the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Run! Get to the radio! The Jimmy Sengenberger Show is about to start! Do it now! Hurry! Good morning! Welcome to the Jimmy Sengenberger Show. Indeed, we are revved up and ready to go here on News Talk 710-KNUS. Good to be with you for the first of a fun stretch of radio. I'm filling in for all the weekday folks this coming week. On Monday, I'll be in for Deborah Flora at 3, Tuesday for George Brockler at 6 a.m., and Wednesday for Stefan Tubbs at 4 p.m. I'm looking forward to a great string of radio, cooking up some fun shows. Be sure to tune in then. But we are here this morning, as always, live from 6 to 9, a News Talk 710 KNUS. Good to be with you today on a day where it is snowing. Yes, I, I already was coming into some snow. I have no idea at this point how much snow there will be. Because, you know, these things are are hard to to totally assess, but it is set to snow more today, and we will be having a high of, looks like, 28, 29 degrees on this Saturday, January 21st. So make sure to bundle up, because it's chilly outside and the snow is indeed coming down a little bit we got lots to do today, ample opportunities to join into the festivities as well. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. You can also text in to the show on the 710KNUS app on your smartphone. Great way to connect with us. And there are a couple of social media avenues for the conversation. You could tweet at me, at Sang Center. That's Sang with an E, not an A, Center on Twitter. Or you can follow me and, let me not say or, let me say and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jimmy Sangenberger Pro, or just search Jimmy Sangenberger Media Personality on Facebook. And then a couple ways to email yours truly, 24-7-365, 710knus.com, go to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show page. You can also... Email me via my website, jimmysangenberger.com. Keep in mind, there's no A, I, or U in Sangenberger. It's all E's all the time. Once you know that, Sangenberger is easy. So lots of ways to get in touch. But during the show, most especially, call in. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number to join in to the festivities coming up at eight o'clock just after eight i'll be joined by my friends keith nobles and christina cook who have just launched an interesting new podcast called cowgirls and indians with uh chris at least describing herself as a, a, a cowgirl and 
Keith is an Indian. He is a citizen of the Cherokee Nation, and they have a new conservative podcast, Cowgirls and Indians. We will have them on later, talk a little bit about the podcast, but we'll get into their takes on what's happening vis-a-vis the issue of the classified documents being mishandled by Joe Biden. They've got some interesting perspectives on that exact subject. So we'll dive into that and more coming up on the program later in the 8 o'clock hour. We will also be joined in about an hour by investigative journalist Emily Miller, who actually I, I remember her years ago at the Western Conservative Summit during the Obama years. She spoke at the Western Conservative Summit. And she has a book that came out during that time. Emily gets her gun about her struggles in Washington, D.C. to get licensed firearms, so on and so forth. And she has done, she's an excellent journalist, and she's done tremendous work on the story of Alec Baldwin and what happened in 2021 at the... Filming of the independent film Rust, where he is a producer and was an actor, was a producer, executive producer, was acting for that film. And, of course, in a mishap, shot and killed a young woman on the crew. And remember, he said this to ABC News at some point after the 2021 incident. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is. It's overwhelmingly likely that it was an accident. Well, Alec Baldwin has been charged with involuntary manslaughter. Is this an appropriate charge? Does the fact pattern actually makes sense. Why is it the case that he could actually be in legal jeopardy, even as the likes of Alan Dershowitz says, well, charging Alec Baldwin with manslaughter is wrong. We'll dive into this with Emily Miller. I've been following her analysis since the beginning of this whole story, and she's got very, very interesting perspectives. We'll also get your thoughts, 303-696-1971 on this. Here's a little snippet of the prosecutors. Did Baldwin cooperate? Yes, he cooperated in that he did willingly turn over his phone after some negotiations with his lawyers. Okay. That's cooperation for sure. We will get into this story coming up in the next hour. You do not want to miss it. Fascinating analysis from Emily Miller. We've also got other topics we will dive into today over the course of the program, including a question for you. Has Denver's Fair Election Fund already proven itself to be a failure A boondoggle that is multi-million dollars that is simply lining the pockets of professional politicians. This is a program where the city will match qualifying donations in a 9 to 1 ratio. That is to say, if they raise money below, $50 or below, and they qualify as part of the program... 
then campaigns for Denver city offices like mayor and city council at large will receive nine times that amount. So take 50, multiply by nine taxpayer dollars in that amount, what, 350, I think, goes into the pockets of political campaigns. Now, that is a boondoggle. It's also forcing people, taxpayers, to subsidize speech that they may disagree with. You don't want a candidate? Well, it's too bad, so sad. If they qualify, your taxpayer dollars are going to that campaign. Well, there's a lot more to the story. I want to get your thoughts on whether or not this is already a proven failure at this point in time. I mean, I, I don't like the idea in general, but is it successful? Uh, is it already proving itself to be a failure? That is for you to decide. But I want to begin this morning, actually, before I get into the story, I'm never good with weather predictions or anything. I don't trust the weather people. I don't trust what I see on the web except for like, oh, this looks like it's going to be the high and oh, it's snowing outside and they say it's going to keep snowing. Alexa texting in, snow should stop in an hour. So hopefully you were right and that is exactly what actually happens. But these days, I just don't hold my breath. We need the water. We need the moisture. I'm just a little over the snow. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Now to the story. Headline, Google parent alphabet to cut 12,000 jobs amid wave of tech layoffs. This is from the Wall Street Journal yesterday. Google's parent company said it would cut its staff by 6% in its largest ever round of layoffs, extending a retrenchment among technology companies after record pandemic hiring. (coughs) Alphabet Inc. said the cuts would eliminate roughly 12,000 jobs across different units and regions, though some areas, including recruiting and projects outside of the company's core businesses, would be more heavily affected. The layoffs reached as high as the vice president level and affected divisions, including cloud computing and Area 120, an internal business incubator that had already faced cuts last year, said people familiar with the matter. The Google cuts made January the worst month yet in a wave of tech layoffs that began last year, according to estimate from layoffs.fyi. By the way, that's a fun tag for a website, .fyi instead of .com, just for your information. I, I could see many political campaigns doing that. You know, like uh, covidfacts.fyi or federal debt, nationaldebt.fyi to talk about the outrageous national debt. Or illegalimmigration.fyi. Whatever it is, I could see a lot of play on that, but I digress. That website tracks, that is layoffs.fyi, tracks media reports and company announcements. This week, Microsoft said it would eliminate 10,000 jobs, the largest layoffs in more than eight years. What was happening more than eight years ago? Hmm, recession, huh? Online furniture seller Wayfair, Inc., said it is laying off about 10% of its workforce 
and Unity Software Inc., which provides tools for creating video games and other applications, also cut staff. Earlier this month, Amazon.com Inc. said layoffs would affect more than 18,000 employees. And Salesforce Inc. said it was laying off 10% of its workforce. Last year, Meta Platforms Inc. said it would cut 13% of its staff. That is Facebook's parent company. What in the world is going off here? Going on here. A listener text pointing to the story about Microsoft laying off 10,000 as it looks to trim costs, just as I said. So you got Google now, Alphabet, joining Microsoft, Wayfair, Unity Software, Amazon, Salesforce, Meta Platforms, in saying they are cutting double-digit percentages of their workforces. What do you make of this? 303-696-1971, to what extent is this a result of the pandemic being over? Remember, during 2020, 2021, it was a boon, record profits. People were talking about how these companies were doing so well. Amazon was being uh, accused of being exploitative in its profits, even though it was simply making extra money because it was ready with much greater capacity to handle the influx of orders that were coming in for people who were forced at home or eventually decided to stay at home. And then the time passes, and here we are, nearly three years after the beginning of the COVID pandemic, and all these companies are doing massive layoffs. Is it as simple as big tech benefited from what was going on with the pandemic and the lockdowns and all of that and now people are footloose and fancy free they're living their lives again they're enjoying their lives again god willing and up until this point you know maybe uh, until recently these companies were doing great now they're not because people are living their lives again and they're not just buying things online is that it or is the problem also that People have been suffering, customers have been suffering from inflation and the effects of Biden inflation causing the skyrocketing cost of everything. Things just keep going up, up and up, right? Certainly that's what it feels like. Talk about eggs and milk and energy costs. People noticing that they're home energy costs are doubling and tripling or that their gasoline bill has gone up again. Whatever it is, you're feeling the pinch. Are people spending less? And is that shrinking demand impacting these companies and whether or not they want to continue with the bandwidth or can continue with the bandwidth of their employees, their staff, that they have been? Or is this part partially an impact of people turning on big tech because of the politics of big tech and what you have seen? Fed up with Facebook and Alphabet, that would be Google. Fed up with Amazon for a variety of political reasons. Is it all of the above? Is there something that I'm missing? 303-696-1971. 
What do you make of this? 303-696-1971 is our telephone number to join in to the festivities. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. We are just getting started on Denver's local talk, Leader News Talk, 710 KNUS. Hey everybody, I'm Jimmy Singenberg. <laughs> I have a radio show. <laughs> I'm on KNUS. <laughs> Sometimes, folks, you just got to let the music breathe. Stevie Ray Vaughan, 29 years old at this time, live at the El Combo in Canada. And what an incredible rendition of the classic blues standard Texas flood. You know, I was partway through the solo when I turned on the mic and Lewis was looking ready for me to start talking and then I pull away. And there's a little smile like, oh, what's going on here? Guess you got to let the music breathe. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Got to love him. I would say best guitarist, but it is very hard to say who, of course, is definitively the best guitarist. But I I would say it's Stevie Ray. You look at his emotion, the passion that he poured in, everything to the sort. And it's just absolutely incredible. In fact, I loved watching. Look, I literally, I was born to love Stevie Ray. Coming home from the hospital as a newborn, long-standing listeners will know that this is the case, that we had, my parents had Mary Had a Little Lamb by Stevie Ray queued up in the car for me, my younger brother, my sister, and eventually decades later when they finally brought home a puppy, Manning after Eli Manning from the Giants, of course. It was Mary Had a Little Lamb in the car. So literally lifelong Stevie fans. So growing up with that, it is something else to watch a YouTube, passionate music YouTuber who's apparently an opera singer, who is a music critic who does these videos commenting on songs, and she commented on this one, Texas Flood from SRV Live at El Combo. Her channel called The Charismatic Voice. And the joy on her face, the passion as she was talking, she was enjoying this so much. And I was living vicariously through her just smiling and chuckling as her reaction was so passionate because she had never, I don't know how in the world this is possible, but she had never heard Stevie Ray Vaughan before. This was the first time and her reaction was incredible. I digress, but I do encourage you to check that out. The video was called My First Stevie Ray Vaughan Experience, Texas Flood Vocal and Music Analysis, and it's like half an hour long, and it is beautiful. Good to be with you. You are back on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Best damn bumper music known to man more than nine years running right here on News Talk 710-KNUS. So great to be with you. Following up on listener text that came in asking about Microsoft and Amazon and how much they donated to the Biden campaign. Well, here from the Wall Street Journal. 
Employees of Google's parent Alphabet and Amazon uh, Alphabet Inc. and Microsoft Corp., Amazon.com, Apple Inc. and Facebook Inc. were the five largest sources of money for Joe Biden's campaign and joint fundraising committees among those identifying corporate employers, according to a Wall Street Journal analysis of campaign finance reports. Mr. Biden's presidential campaign received at least $15.1 million from employees of those five tech firms, records show. The companies declined to comment. So there you go. I don't see a specific breakdown here for what was given by Microsoft employees and Amazon employees. But when you put together the five companies that were mentioned, that's sizable enough to be the top. Okay, here it looks like in a graph. Here we go. I've got the answer for you. Alphabet, $5.26 million were donated by Alphabet, that's Google, employees. Microsoft, $3.21 million. Amazon, $2.81 million. Apple, $1.97 million. And Facebook employees gave $1.85 million to the Biden campaign and also to two joint fundraising committees with the Democratic National Committee. So it wasn't just Biden's campaign, but for the purposes of predominantly electing Joe Biden. So to the Democrat Party and to Biden's campaign. Now, the question is, to what extent is that relevant to these layoffs? Does it impact perhaps how you think and feel about this story? So when you hear about 12,000 jobs being cut from Google... How does that make you feel? Are you like, oh, man, 12,000 people lost their jobs. I feel bad. Or are you kind of like, oh, you know, it's big tech. They had it coming. They they donate to Democrats. Not all of them donate to Democrats, by the way. Just most. But, oh, they donate to Democrats. I don't really care. In fact... Maybe you are sort of salivating at the news. Oh, look at Apple, Google, Amazon, Unity Software, Microsoft. The list goes on. These companies in big tech, they deserve what they're getting. 303-696-1971, our telephone number. If you'd like to chime in, what do you think? What is driving this cut in jobs from big tech employers? 303-696-1971. Also that I wanted to talk about today, there is breaking news that came out yesterday, and you may have heard, I didn't get a chance to listen to it, but I know Danielle Jarinsky, Aurora City Councilwoman at large, was on with Stefan yesterday afternoon. Well, big news. Robin Nissetta, you will remember that Robin Nissetta was an employee in Arapahoe County Child Protective Services. And at the time of this story, 
was the girlfriend of former then police chief for Aurora, Vanessa Wilson. Well, she faces criminal charges that she falsely accused Councilwoman Jurinsky of sexually abusing her two-year-old son. And by the way, very graphic, disgusting details. I mean, astonishing that anybody could even come up with such a perverse set of claims. I mean, just disgusting and astonishing. So she's facing criminal charges, and she did not respond to a lawsuit that was filed against her, a civil suit, by Jurinsky. And so now she owes Jurinsky $3 million in damages, according to a judge. Arapahoe County District Court Judge Elizabeth Voltz, in a December 23rd order, awarded Jurinsky $1.5 million in compensatory damages and $1.5 million in exemplary damages, plus additional court costs. In a ruling, Voltz noted, this is all according to, I'm reading from the Denver Gazette, by the way, Voltz noted that during a November hearing to determine damages, Jurinsky made a brief statement before becoming overcome with emotion and leaving the courtroom. Her father, Jerry Jurinsky, testified to the emotional and mental toll, toil the false allegation had against his daughter. The judge found, quote, harm to reputation, humiliation, and emotional distress. She calculated that Nisetta should owe $100,000 per day that the Arapahoe County Department of Human Services had an open investigation into the allegations of child sexual abuse, which equated to 15 days of damages. Quote, further, the court finds that the conduct was especially egregious since it was done by a person tasked with protecting children and knew full well that her false report would result in an investigation and potential separation of a young, vulnerable child and a parent with unknown potential harm to that child, according to the judge's ruling. Judge Volt said that the $1.5 million in exemplary damages was warranted to send a message that the type of conduct, quote, cannot and should not be tolerated by anybody. There's also, by the way, a separate federal lawsuit seeking class action claims against Nisetta that she may have done this and been successful with other families. I mean, imagine if you didn't have the political stature and weight of a city councilwoman like Jurinsky and the fighting spirit that Danielle has. Imagine what could have come from that. Danielle saying the following, quote, the judge really realized the severity of the situation. Robin now owes me $3 million. She won't pay that off in her lifetime, but it will follow her around wherever she goes. The judge gave me the ability to really haunt Robin for the rest of her life. And good, absolutely good to see. Congratulations to Danielle Jurinsky. This was horrifying. I wrote a couple of columns relative to this. And and by the way, I really think that the Arapahoe County commissioners have not acted firmly enough on this issue and have been too wishy-washy when they are the ones who oversee Arapahoe County Child Protective Services. And 
they need to clean house and take initiative and do a lot better than they have. All five of them. That's just the reality. This is disgusting. It happened. And we'll see what happens next with the criminal charges. But my Lord, no parent should ever have to go through what Danielle Jarinsky went through. Feel free to call in your thoughts on this important story. Your thoughts on the big tech layoffs and more. We've got lots coming up on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Top of the hour. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is. It's overwhelmingly likely that it was an accident. Ah, well, huh. He's been charged with involuntary manslaughter. Could it stick? Could he be found guilty? We'll talk with investigative journalist, gun expert, Emily Miller coming up at the top of the hour. You do not want to miss this conversation. So keep it right here. Give us a call. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. Is justice being served for Danielle Jarinsky and what she endured? And is justice sort of being served in a twisted way for big tech with these layoffs that are going on? Give us a call. Keep it right here. News Talk 710 KNUS. It's not very often that you hear yourself on the radio singing a tune. This is my Jimmy Jr. Blues Band from Dakota Tavern, where we were at performing on Friday night, January 30th. Yours truly on harmonica and the vocals for this one. It's a classic B.B. King tune. Inflation Blues. And I, I love when I'm able to work a blues tune into a column because, folks, Jared Polis doesn't get Colorado's inflation blues. And that was a subject of my Wednesday Colorado politics column. Where, goodness, I mean, you think about all the costs, the new fees that are really taxes that the Democrats have put in place. And it's staggering. And yet in his State of the State address, he says, we have the tools to save people money. Let's get it done. If only he were serious. Alas, unlike B.B. King and the rest of us, that's a B.B. King song, Polis doesn't get those inflation blues. He does not indeed. And we are seeing, of course, the news. Consumer prices plateau as inflation slows to pre-pandemic levels. That's what they're saying. The inflation benchmark hit a 40-year high in June. And now it is back to relative levels consistent with the time period from 2010 to 2020. As measured in the consumer price index, 1.9%. The average for the previous decade of 2010 to 2020, 1.7%. However, both transportation and food price increases remain above overall inflation trends as measured by their changes since the beginning of 2020. By the way, keep in mind a couple of things. One, those products that are not food that went up in price, they're still more expensive. They may be increasing at a lower rate but 
they're still more expensive today than they were prior to the Bidenflationary spiral that we found ourselves in. And now transportation and food costs, I mean, they are squeezing budgets. Egg prices are up nearly 80% compared with January 2020 levels. Year over year, 60% increase in the price of eggs. Milk is up. By the way, one of the reasons that egg prices are higher is because of this cage-free myth. It really makes no difference. In fact, it can make it even more expensive, more difficult for egg farmers when it comes to the hens that they have and how they care for them. But it makes no real difference in terms of how the animals are treated, and yet it adds to the expense, and that helps contribute. And then we have cage-free requirement now that just went into effect in this state something Polis signed into law, by the way, a couple of years ago. So food prices skyrocketing. Gas prices have been rising noticeably. Home heating costs are up. The American people and the people of Colorado ain't feeling those inflation blues subsiding along with the consumer price index number because the most sensitive products that we buy feel like they are and are, in fact, going up, up and up. Not to mention costs to rent or own a home have accelerated and the cost of health insurance. In fact, this uh, program of the Colorado option, the public insurance option that Democrats put into place, has not worked to help hold down costs. I mean, my goodness, what world are we living in? And the politicians are completely out of touch with the American people, the people of Colorado. They aren't feeling, they don't get the inflation blues. Hope you enjoyed that. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. Emily Miller up next. Should Alec Baldwin be criminally charged for involuntary manslaughter? That's up next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.